crazy. Hey, everybody! We are live. Beacon of Light podcast here. We have the amazing, wait, I gotta go this way, the amazing Jim Edwards. And I am totally excited. If you guys are excited, please pop in here. Let us know where you're from, who's showing up live. And if you have a ton of questions, please ask. This is the time to do that. So, Everyone, you guys know Jim Edwards. I've been bragging about him all week and for years. And so this is really exciting. But before we talk to him, we got to do the little video. <laughs> okay, maybe if I get it. Okay. I'm April Tribe Juke. Welcome to the Beacon of Light podcast. I believe we are all made with light and light is hope. This podcast brings authors who write stories of hope to all of you. Your journey to be inspired and amplified by these stories starts now. And we are back. You guys are popping up here live. Hello. Hey, look, Luis, you are here. Louisa, thank you so much for being here. Everybody popping in here. Let us know where you're from. Hey, Sunny. What's Hi, up, Sunny? What's up, up Louise? I feel, I feel humbled already because you have a cool intro video and I do not. I just get on my podcast and start running my mouth. So nice. Thank you. Thank you. Did you, you just well, make true. that up? I'm looking yeah. at you like this looks like you're making fun of me. Like I'm just running my mouth. Yeah, that's Jim running his mouth. That's what that means. Running your okay. mouth. La, 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 la. That's what that means. Okay. All right. <laughs> is that your new is that your name name sign? Jim? No, Let me tell no, you no. what, I'm going to use that to the kids around the house and see, um, you know, see what kind of reaction I get. Terry will get mad and throw something at me, but what are you going to do? Exactly. Mix, like, right? Mm. Ah, nice. Ah, okay. All right. Nice, well, this nice. is about copywriting, not ASL, right? I mean, right, what right. are we doing here? We're doing all these amazing words for all of our amazing authors who put words together, right? Sunny, you're an author. Louise, you're an author. We have so many people. Look, I have Facebook user, hello from Knoxville, Tennessee, who is probably an author as well. I bet now, that, is that Felicia? That's, I know. Hmm. I have a friend in Knoxville. Her name's Felicia. <laughs> Do you know her? Bye, Felicia. I, no, for real. Her name's know. really Felicia. I'm not sure, but hey, you know, maybe so, maybe so. But okay. we would want to welcome everybody here and please put down your questions of anything you have. Because today, as you can see off to the side of him, we're talking about his amazing book, Copywriting Secrets, right there. Like, I mean, it's, yeah. This author's, this needs to be your book that you jump into and figure out how to put the words together to do what, Jim? Why do they need these special words? Oh, because it says it right on the on the cover, which it should say on your cover too, to help you get more clicks, sales, and profits, and that includes selling more books, more clicks on your offer, your book funnel, more sales of your books, and more profits in your bank account, so you can continue to be an author and make money and share your message with the world. Because doesn't do you any good to write a book and not sell any. Nope. Because writing books and they stay there, all they collect is dust. They collect no no money, no nothing like that, right? So we, we want you guys to be able to get this word out there. So we've been bragging you up all week, Jim. So is it Not true? Wrong. Is it been true that you sold 85,000 books? Nope. 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 Oh, more than that. More than that now because I sell books every single day. That's the beautiful part is that whenever somebody gives you, if they're selling books, they give you a number. That's, that's the number from like last month. That's right. So last it's got to be number. higher. Yeah. That's last right. month's number. 
Nice, nice. I love it. Sunny says that Jim's book is pure gold. Well, thank so, you, Sunny. Let me see. Yeah, sounds like gold to me. <laughs> oh, awesome, awesome. All right, Jim. So tell us why you started to write this book. Why do we need it? So, you know, interestingly enough, I've been helping people write their own books since uh, really 2001. I started out published, I self-published uh, three books. One, the first one took me four years to write. By the way, my most recent book that's published, not the one I'm working on right now, but my most recent book that's published took me 78 minutes to create the content. So the big thing is no matter how long or short the time it takes you to write your book, what I learned is that it's not about being an author. It's about being a best-selling author. And in order to be a best-selling author, you have to go sell books. And what sells books is being able to find the audience, target them, give them a message that makes them say, I need that book. And do it in such a way that, that it's going to not only get them to buy the book, but also want to buy the other stuff that you have. So the reason I specifically wrote this book was because for years, what, what ended up happening was as I was teaching people how to write and publish their books, write and self-publish their books, I just, as a natural extension of that, was teaching them how to sell them and was amazed at all the stuff I was taking for granted, though I had kind of learned it in the school of hard knocks, all the things that authors didn't know. And so I've just been, so there's really been two parts of my business over the last two and a half decades. And that is teaching people what to do and then teaching them how to sell it. And so about mm, four, well, no, seven, eight years ago, I created a, some software, perfected some software called Funnel Scripts that was all about um, writing sales copy. And it still is. We sold like $20 million worth of it. And so we were teaching people every single week how to write copy, how to write copy. My audience, all the authors came in. And finally, I was like, there's got to be a book that can teach normal people how to sell. And there wasn't, not in this way, not in this arena that we're in. So that's why I wrote Copywriting Secrets was to teach normal people who have a message to share, but who have either not sold successfully or have no sales experience to teach them how to put words on a paper, words on the web, words out of your mouth on Facebook, et cetera, in order to persuade people to buy, try, click, sign up. And in this case, specifically to create the right sales messages for your funnel, even down to the back of your book to stop people in their tracks build that interest and desire and get them to say, gotta buy it, gotta buy it right now. Yes, incredibly um, true, powerful, all of that. It, you, you have like less than six seconds on the back of the book to see like if you're hooked in, if they're gonna be like, yeah, I need that. That answers all of these pain points, all of my problems. This is what I've right. been looking for, right? Yeah, exactly. Even with, even with fiction too, it's not just, how-to books or business books or or nonfiction books, but every kind of book, that first thing on the back had better grab their attention and make them want more. Even if it's fiction, you set a pain point. Why does somebody buy a fiction book? Because they want to be distracted. They want they have the problem of they're bored. They want to be entertained. 
So it's books or books or books. And I don't want to hear from it. Well, you know, I write fiction books. My books are different. No, everybody's trying to sell books no matter what's on the what's on the pages. Pardon me. That's right. That is right. You want to have those book sales because you wrote it in a way that, you know, it, it could help people. It could help them escape. Whatever it is, there's information within the book that is going to be life changing, going to maybe make them really mad. <laughs> maybe whatever it is, doesn't matter. The point is, they're not going to get mad. They're not going to get excited. They're not going to get entertained if they don't know where your book is, how to get it, uh, or why what they it want means, it. why they even want it. Yeah, there's there's no reason for anything else. So, what would you recommend to the authors right now? Well, first of all, let's ask out there who has books that need that you want more sales. Anyone out there? Anyone's going to jump in and say me, me, me? Looks like we've got. Hey, hey, oh, Lisa. Thanks, Lisa. Come on in, come on in. So who wants to sell more books out there? Pop it in, let me see. Yes, me, me, me put them down, something. Nobody does? Oh, I oh, I got I want to sell more books. Say yes, okay. Yes, going to, yeah, it's going to be me. All right, yes, yes. Looks like we've got some people that says, that say, sorry, excuse me, signing, talking, too many things. Yeah, at down once. at the Language Academy, we got us some people here that are saying, yes, sir, I want to sell me some books. Exactly. That's exactly All right. right. <laughs> so if you want that, why haven't you been able to sell your books before? Anyone have any ideas? You want to put anything down? I tried this. I tried that. Nothing's working. Jim, why isn't it working for them? What's going so on? So a lot of times it's because people confuse selling and marketing and Facebook and all the other stuff. And before you can sell your book, you got to have a clear cut offer for the book. Why should someone buy your book? Why should they buy it now? What are they going to get out of it? And, and you need to be able to communicate that. Otherwise, your book is just one of what, three, four, five, six million books up on Amazon. They literally and it starts with the title and then the subtitle. And if you think about it, there's a thing in copywriting called hook story offer. And hook is how you grab people's attention. So a hook can be a headline, it can be a picture, it can be a title, uh, it can be a subtitle. So what if you look at this book, there's a hook, there's a story, and then there's an offer on the back. And that's in all books, especially nonfiction books, but even fiction books should have a title, and that's the hook. Then you should have a subtitle, and that's the story. And then the offer is the copy on the back that's basically telling them all the cool stuff that's going to get them excited and curious and wanting your book. So this, the title, the hook, Copywriting Secrets. Well, I've tried copywriting before. I've heard of this copywriting thing. I know there are really good copywriters out there because they seem to just get my money, which, by the way, that's when, when I really decided I was going to get good at copywriting back in 2002 because I saw all these people who were amazing at writing sales copy because they were getting my money. And I learned that this is a learnable skill. This is not something that, you know, you, you get penalized for um, using patterns and language uh, sequences and blueprints and stuff like you would in 11th grade English class. There are certain, you're just like looking at that thing, scrolling on the bottom and you sign in and everything. I'm like, that's like the, the flashing lights warning on stuff, you know, may cause disorientation. 
Um, but the big thing is that this is a super learnable skill and it's learnable fast because you don't have to know it all. Unlike English composition, where you got to kind of go through the whole class in order for, you know, to have it. If all you need is to be able to come up with titles and subtitles and then uh, format for this, for the back of your book, that's all you got to learn. It's like turn to, you know, chapter, I'm not quoting exactly, but it's like chapter 12 and, and chapter 15. Go right to those and read those. I'm not saying those are the right ones. I'd have to look through. But that's one of the key things to understand here is you don't have to have a master's degree to make this work. You can learn basic stuff in a day that can revolutionize your ability to sell. That's one of the great things about copywriting. So you also want to avoid the mistake that a lot of authors make of thinking, well, I'm an author. I'm not a salesperson. Selling is Amazon's job. Selling is the is the publisher's job. Selling is dirty. Selling is icky. No, selling's how you get paid. Selling is how you make the money to be able to share your uh, share your message with the world and do the work that you were called to do. Did that answer your question? It answered mine. How about you guys out there? Three things: your title, your story, that that hook. I mean, we've got everything happening right there. I'm yep. looking at something. So last night when I was rereading. And, and sad story. Here's a sad story short. So I got this book about a year and a half ago and I've been reading, marking it all up. It was like a well-loved, I'll say, copywriter Bible. So thanks, Jim. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'd put down the Bible, pick up yours, right? And start writing, figuring things out. It was all marked and tabbed and cornered and stickied. And about three weeks ago, it was a bad accident. Had to do with water on the table that I'd left. Came back to the book. Nope, there was no saving that. It was glued, juice shut. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, oh no. So I had to go get a new one. So, but it's good because now going through the second time, I find myself marking things that are different probably than what I did the first time. Because I was looking back on this page, I'm like, oh no, this one's even better. <laughs> so I found more gaps. So I, I don't know if I recommend that. But maybe buy it a second time after you've marked it all up and find new treasures. At least I have. <laughs> well, you know, I couldn't agree with that more. And I will just say, as you being the, the editor of my next book, which is still in process, um, I'll be interested in when you're going through this, if you can find the five known typos that I will do absolutely nothing about. I mean, they're in there forever. Amazon sends me a, a notification every two weeks telling me there's a readability issue, but that's okay. I'm not going to change it because I'm that's busy. Right. <laughs> You're busy. You're busy. Mr. Pickles is busy. We got lots of things happening here, right? Lots and lots of things. So I am a pickle on a mission. <laughs> pickle on a mission. What's your mission, Mr. Pickle? Uh, to not get eaten with a hamburger or any other kind of, you know, I don't want to go out as a garnish. You know, or worse yet, they put you on the plate and nobody eats you. You just end up in the trash. Think about that. Spend your whole life. That's this is the perfect metaphor for you guys not learning how to sell your books. I could spend my whole life being a pickle. They would put me on a plate and no one eats me. Same thing with your book. Spend years writing it and you don't take the necessary steps to actually sell it. You're like the pickle in the trash. How pathetic. Ah, way to go, Mr. Pickle. That is That was true. uplifting. <laughs> <laughs> 
That was truth. It was a little sour. I will say it was a little sour, but it was very true. But some pickles, hey, it might be your bread and butter pickle. Yeah. Might lift you up a little bit. A little sweet there. Well, we'll we'll see. We'll see. There you go. <laughs> there you go. That's it. Okay, so I'd love to talk a bit about the back cover copy. If okay. we have our, so we've already printed, we're already up, we're selling on Amazon. Now we've just learned all these things. Do we have uh -huh. to go back and republish or could we just maybe fix the back cover? What, what could we do? Because all of a sudden, if we learn these things, how do we now apply them? Like what, any ideas? Like what right. can we do? So, so the cool thing is that with Amazon, with Amazon, if you're just doing Kindle, it's as simple as just redoing your description. It's as simple as just going back in when you listed wherever, you know, where you list your book and just changing the sales copy on the page. So that's number one, that's easy. The second thing, and you can test this because especially, well, I won't even talk about the Amazon ads, which I think are really the only ads worth running as far as trying to sell books. But even if you're not running any advertising whatsoever, if you change the copy on the page, let it run for a couple months, just depending on how much traffic, how many sales you're getting. I mean, this doesn't work if you're only getting like one sale a month but you can change that copy and then just measure number of sales month by month and change it back. Same thing with the back cover copy, you can change that on the graphic that you submit and then resubmit the graphic. You don't have to get the, um, you don't have to get the, the book itself reapproved. It's just the cover. One other thing that you can do, and this requires a little bit more, but if you think that hearing me and like the, the thing you got to do with the titles of your book, you got to think about it from the standpoint of if nobody knows who I am, like luckily we're doing all kinds of other advertising and other things that are raising awareness. So if somebody goes to copywritingsecrets.com or if they go to Amazon, they kind of know the name of the book or they've heard me on a podcast or they know my name or they kind of know what the title of it is. And so they can go look and they'll find it. But if nobody knows about you, you got to think in terms of, okay, if someone was searching for a topic and if this is the, you got to think that Amazon's a giant search engine. If, if my book is about copywriting, but yet the name of it was selling secrets, it's not going to show up in the searches. So whatever the main keywords are, somebody's going to be using, you got to figure out a way to have a hook, have a meaningful title, as well as a subtitle that's going to motivate people to at least click. Because if you think about on Amazon, especially when you go to do a search on Amazon, unless you know the name of the book, know the name of the author, you're going to put in keywords. Then what you're going to do is you're going to look down at the results First thing you're going to do is look at the cover of the book, see if it grabs your attention. Next thing you're going to do is look at the title of the book. You're going to look, this is what I do, but but I'm pretty normal, believe it or not, Sonny. <laughs> um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty normal. And this is what most people do from talking to thousands of people, that you are going to look at that cover. You're going to look at that title. You're going to look at how many reviews there are and how many stars, and you're going to look at when it was written. Then if it's meeting all of your criteria, you're going to click through, and then chances are you're going to 
skim down the description. So our description has to be skimmable. We can't assume that people are going to read the teeny tiny type. And then finally, we, we are going to have uh, people maybe reading the actual uh, testimonials or the, the reviews. Sorry, on Amazon, they call them reviews. So there's other stuff you can do with your um, with the copy on the page on Amazon, the editorial reviews. Um, those are important and you want to, you know, you would think of those more like testimonials, one or two sentence testimonials from people who are or should know what they're talking about. And you want to make sure that you choose the ones or get people to write them in such a way that it actually is going to act as additional sales copy for you. So um, that's what I have to say about that. Awesome. Did I answer your question? It did. It answered my question. So when you're, one thing that popped into my mind is that you were talking about, well, I thought, well, again, what popped into my head were the bullets, the bullet mm -hmm. points, right? Something like that. What, why do we need to be able to get our information into those bullets? Like, what so, does that help? So the purpose of the bullets is to, to create curiosity. It's not to tell people really what's in the book in a way that the guy can go, oh, I already knew that, or, oh, that sounds too complicated, or, oh, that doesn't sound, you know, what what the purpose of bullets is, is to, no, nobody is going to sit there in the bookstore and read, you know, my book's like almost 300 pages, or it is 300 pages, or whatever, Um no one's going to sit there and read the whole thing. They might read a chapter, but they're not going to read the whole thing. And so what we want to do is give them enough information on the back that's going to get them so excited, so curious about the potential payoffs inside the book that they want to buy it. So whether we're talking about the back cover copy or the inside the flap copy, if you're doing a, a hardcover, the, the whole purpose of this is literally to create desire and curiosity. I really want to get this result. I really want to solve this problem. It sounds like there's some incredible, really exciting stuff in here, and I need to buy this and take it home and read it. Now, the vast majority of people are going to buy it, take it home, and sit it on a shelf. I, I order at least five to ten times as many books as I actually read, and it's just something that I've always done. A lot of people do it. So good chance are 75% of the people that buy your book will never read it. That's okay. They felt good about it and they know that it's there waiting for them when they can find the time. Exactly. The biggest investment of a book is time. And it's so funny because a book, I mean, it's like most of these are less than $20, but the humming and hawing and I don't know who, because it's the time. The time invested within a book is major, right? And, and audiobooks have helped with that, right? Because you can keep doing the mundane while you're getting fed, but there's sure. also just an enjoyment of, of actually putting the eyes on. So it is something really, really awesome and, and incredible. So next question that I have about the copywriting secrets, let's turn to chapter 17. This is one okay. of these chapters. What page is that? Uh, let's see, 143. All right. Secret number 17. Yeah. So uh, I had to circle the whole title for myself. Because How to write an amazing fast. sales letter fast? Yes. The right. fast, that was my hook. Like, wait, wait, fast. I need to know this right now. And so I'm going through, because I'm like, it can't be like one or two steps. So I'm going through, going through, and I'm like, oh, there's, okay, wait a minute. That I have to try this again. 
So just on my own, trying to figure out what all of these things are doing, what I need to have in my in my sales copies and my things. First off, boom, mm -hmm. right off the gate, the headline. We talked a little bit about that. What does it need to do? How to get all your sales, like how to do all of this, what are we going to need? And what you have in all of these descriptions here and how you have it laid out and the story that goes along with this, for me, this was, right now, this is a huge valuable piece for all of the things because I can apply it to my books. I can apply it to everything that I'm doing. And I'm like, whoa, we're experimenting with some more, um, we'll say uh, products and things, services. And I'm like, I gotta get this thing down. And in fact, I was talking with my friend, Sunny, and I'm like, I need to memorize something. And she's like, where's your book? I'm like, that's right here. And she's like, go to chapter 17. So this has been the drink all. I've just been copying, I've been reading back and going back and forth, back and forth, presenting the solution, doing the bullets, doing the curiosity, all these things over and over and over again. And I find myself now reading other people's posts and I'm like, hmm, they missed that. They missed that. And I find myself, I probably because of the teacher in me, I'm starting to correct all yeah. these people. It makes you a snob. <laughs> it makes you a snob and a critic of everybody else's sales letters. Just like when you learn the hero's journey and really know it, you can't watch a movie like a normal person ever again. <laughs> <laughs> True, kind of ruins you, but you know, you gotta gotta let that go and let it fly. But it's amazing. So in chapter 17, for me, that has been incredible. I'd love to know anyone else who has the book, if there's been another chapter for you out there that has been like, whoa, this is impactful. Or even for yourself, Jim, what's your favorite chapter in this book? Oh, my favorite page is page 16, but we'll get to that in a sec. You know, one of the only the only hits that I take on my reviews on, because we've got almost 1,300 reviews on Amazon, and the only hit that I take is people say, well, it's, it's a pitch for his funnel scripts. And the reason they do that is because page seven, I mean, uh, chapter 17, I use the example of the sales letter for funnel scripts. And so it's so powerful and uh, the language is so good that people are like, ooh, he's just pitching it. Like, no, it's just an example. Same thing happened to me when I, um, when I, when I taught, at one point I had the, the top selling PowerPoint how-to DVD on Amazon, beat out video professor, all these other things. And I, in the course of training that, I taught, a, I used an example. And the example was for a software called Snagit. And the example was so powerful that people who weren't really paying attention said, this is nothing but a pitch for Snagit. No, it was me teaching you how to pitch. And I happened to use Snagit. And just, I mean, that's like one in a hundred chuckleheads. But my favorite book, and then we'll talk about what's sunny, because that's a real close second. Page 16 is where I talk about the top 10 reasons why people buy. Because... Most people, when they sell online, they either focus in on how it's going to make you money or it's going to save you time. But there are 10 reasons why people buy, eight of which have nothing to do with making money or saving time. And for a lot of people, they make a huge difference. I mean, a huge, a huge mistake with that. But if you think about a book, like one of the reasons that people buy, number, number nine is to feel more loved. Uh, number eight is to gain praise. And number 10 is to increase popularity or social status. Now think about books. Think about certain books that in order to be popular or seen as one of the cool kids, you had to have read that book. 
Now, one that immediately comes to mind, even though I think it was one of the worst books ever written, was a book called The Secret by Rhonda Byrne. I thought it was absolute rubbish. But yet everybody in the world read that book for whatever reason. And you, in order to have any level of social status, you, you had to have read that book and have an opinion on it. And, you know, another thing, I read the first Harry Potter book just so my wife would leave me alone and, and we could be like, I, I know this is going to sound stupid, but I read the first Harry Potter book because I loved my wife. And then once I read the book, I fell in love with the book and funny story, which I'll tell quickly, got the book and read it on the plane to Mexico for a second honeymoon. Loved the book so much, I spent the next week literally combing all of the Yucatan Peninsula, looking for the next two Harry Potter books in English, couldn't find them. When we finally got home, I read, the day we got home, I read the second Harry Potter book in one day. And so that actually turned into something that my wife and I have shared for years, a love of those books. So again, reasons why people buy those books. I actually stood in line in Walmart with my wife at midnight to get the fourth Harry Potter book because that was, you know, it had love and other stuff hooked into it. Now, Sunny said that she loves the feature benefit meaning chapter. That's how to make amazing bullets. And that is the one that you really want to read if you want the back cover copy on your book to absolutely catch fire. Because see, what most people do is they talk about what something is, whether it's the book, you know, this is a guide to real estate. This is a guide to uh, writing sales copy. But feature benefit meaning you take the feature, this is a guide to real estate. This is a guide to investing in real estate. What's the benefit of investing in real estate so you can be your own boss? And then the meaning of that is that so you can find financial freedom. So now you have a bullet of, this is the only guide to real estate you need to be your own boss and find financial freedom in the next three years. Wow. So we just, that it's like, wow. Okay. Anyway. That's exactly so it. That's, you know it. that's what we need to do with bullets. That's why. Right. The feature and benefit, because if they don't know what the result is going to be, it, it doesn't matter. You, you want that result. I mean, wow. To be financially free in less than three years. I'm in. What do I do? Where do I sign up? Well, right? And here's the thing you just said. People don't buy a book. They buy a result. And you communicate that result with sales copy in such a way that makes people really want to buy the book. Exactly. The, the book is the vehicle. They're buying the result. And the vehicle, the book is the vehicle to get that result. Awesome. Exactly. Uh, and I love your Harry Potter story because uh, very similar. I saved all of that time when I was getting my master's in education. I did not read a single one of the books. I never saw a movie, nothing. I wanted to save all that. And when I finally walked across the stage with that master's, that was my gift to me. I went and got all of the books and I just dove in for a summer. I just, oh, it was like a feast. Yeah, my poor kids, they were like, again? And now it's every year. We just listen through them and yeah. <laughs> It's crazy. But yes, yeah. Yep. I love it. Sunny says she's never heard of the Harry Potter books. No, she uh, said uh, she's uh, never uh, read uh. Harry Potter. She's <laughs> heard of them. Come on, you read those, read those out. All right, awesome. Well, Jim, our time is getting here to a close. Does anyone have any questions out there? If there's something that you, Jim, want to share with all of us, um, you know, this is that time to do it. 
The floor is yours. Well, I'll just share a quote or a couple of ideas that I got a long time ago from Robert Kiyosaki's book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which I think launched more people into MLM than anything else, but that wasn't why I read it. Um, but he talked about there are best-selling authors and there are best-writing authors. I would rather be a best-selling author who's getting better as a writer than I would to be a perfect writer who is a crummy salesperson. Because ultimately we are writing our books to get the rewards that come from the books. Yeah, it's nice to get awards. You know what? I actually got a gold record from ClickFunnels for selling a million dollars worth of my books. But that's kind of a, as they say in economics, that's a lagging indicator. What that means is that I was able to spread the message so effectively that I was able to change people's minds, support my family, support my my cause of Jim Edwards not having to have a real job. And so if, if you want to serve the people that you're called to serve, you've got to sell books. And you do that by being the best selling author, not being the best writing author. So the other thing is that I learned from that book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, was the idea of pipelines and pipelines in that instead of making all your money off of a single book, you need to have multiple books and you need to have multiple parts of your business built around your book. So most authors don't make money from book sales. That's a loss leader where they make their money is from the speaking, the coaching, the teaching, the back end courses all of those things. That's where the big money comes from. I have a friend of mine who is an international best-selling author, like with real publishers, and he's published with Penguin and HarperCollins and all this other stuff. But the way that he makes his money is that every two years he comes out with a new book, and that book gives him an excuse to go out and solicit speaking gigs as well as for people he's spoken for in the past to say, okay, hey, you're going to come and speak on the new book. So he might make $50,000 in a year off the book, but he makes $500,000 off of speaking and coaching. And now I've helped him to start building up a membership site. So he has recurring revenue that's built around all of his books. And so he actually makes more money off of his uh, membership site than he does off of book sales. So that would really be the big thing I would tell y'all is you got to get really, really good at creating sales messages to sell your book. Know your avatar extremely well so that you can put words on paper, words out of your mouth, words on the web that make them go, dang, I got to have that book. And then the, the business doesn't stop with the book. The business continues after the book. In fact, that's where the big bucks get made. That's where you change your life and the life of your family without having to have a traditional publisher or burn up the road doing book shows and book signings and book tours and all this other stuff, which just to me looked like a giant pain in the neck. So get real good at putting them words on the back of the book and on the Amazon and on your website and on the Facebooks getting people excited and curious about your book and then get them to go buy a copy. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, Jim. That's exactly what we wanted to do is that we wrapped up that with a nice tight bow. Wonderful. Any other words, Mr. Pickles? <laughs> um, the one thing I would tell you is to be really, really careful about thinking that you 
need to go spend a bunch of money on ads. You know, most people think, man, you got to open up your wallet and you got to pull out all your money and you spend money and you make the little redheaded monkey on the Facebook rich, uh, Mark Zuckerberg. But all that's going to do is just burn your money. You do not want to do that. Target your audience really well, solve a problem, satisfy a desire, get your messaging really, really tight. And everybody and their brother will help you sell your book. When I say everybody and their brother, everybody and their brother that targets your target audience will help you spread the word, whether it's on a podcast or with an interview or sharing posts and stuff like that. You've just got to be really tight on your messaging and know who you're called to serve and other people will help you. And it doesn't hurt to have a good book tip. <laughs> really, it doesn't hurt to have that. That's right. That's right. Thank you, Jim, for all the wonderful advice that you've given us today. Thank you for the great stories. Thanks for the fun. And everybody, thank you so much for coming up here live. We will do a replay for this for those that were you know, not able to be here and missed out. But, you know, Jim is incredibly gracious with his time to be able to offer this to all y'all. So make sure you go out there and I've dropped the link down below and you get yourself a copy of Copywriting Secrets. Find where you can tighten things up things up and make the changes that you can. He offered some great advice today and see how your cells start change. Yeah. And if you don't get a copy of the book, it means you hate money and you don't love your children. <laughs> okay. Mr. Pickle said that, not me. All right, everybody. Thanks. This is Beacon of Light signing off. Bye y'all. See ya.